This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back this morning to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen along with Aaron Bosch. And we just talked about St. Therese, a beautiful saint and doctor of the church. Now, I don't know how we're going to bridge over to this next guest because he's nothing like St. Therese, but we have Dr. <laughs> Ray Garendi on the line. And uh, good morning, Dr. Ray. I am the spiritual before picture. Oh, are you okay? Well, I was just saying right before we started that we're going to be talking a little bit about your book, Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage, and I was hoping that your wife would join us, um, but you didn't like that idea? Well, I mean, you'll get truth. The problem is I'll lose credibility. Yeah. Well, we might have to have her on a different time without you and see how that jives. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... A lot of our listeners know who you are, Dr. Ray, but why don't you give them a little bit of a synopsis so we can catch anyone up who doesn't know and who happened to t- dial in and doesn't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my profession is a clinical psychologist. When I got out of school, that's what I thought I was going to do. You sit in an office, you talk to people, you see people, you do some consulting, and that's the way it is. Well, one thing led to another, and I got into a lot of secular media. I used to do a lot of the shows. I did uh, Oprah and Jenny Jones and CBS This Morning and Scott Ross Primetime, and I did a lot of that stuff, and and I I got burned out on it. And I was hoping to get into Catholic media because I was coming back to the church, but I figured, well, you know, given my age, that's not going to happen. Well, it did happen. And then, as I am wont to do, when they made me the offer, I very enthusiastically said, no, thank you. Uh, I didn't want to be tied to a microphone. And my wife, who is usually uh, wiser in these things by a factor of about 10 than I am, said, give it six months. I said, okay. Uh, well, that was 20 years ago. And uh, I saw the power of Catholic media, and I, I, I just couldn't, in good conscience, to the Lord, "Ah, I'm a pretty busy guy, I don't really have time to talk over the air about matters of faith and living better, so, you know, give it to somebody else. I I just couldn't do that, and unfortunately, uh, so far, I'm still with you. So, Dr. Ray, how how far were you into your reversion conversion when you started doing Catholic media? I had pretty much come back. I had had about eight years where I was sort of wandering, wondering, what is Christianity? What do you believe? You know, some people say you can lose your faith, others say you can't. Some say you baptize babies, some say you don't. Some say this is the very body and blood of the creator of the universe. Others say, oh, yeah, 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 right, that's just a meal that you have every three months. I couldn't live like that. Uh, I had started school in engineering, and in engineering, uh, we can't have our own truth. You can't say, well, you have your formulas, and I have my formulas, and uh, so uh, one of us has the wrong formulas, and the bridge falls down. I couldn't live like that. I I knew there had to be some truth to what our Lord left us, and I started to explore the Church, because I was raised Catholic, and I said, uh, okay, what do you have to say about my confusion, my questions, my doubts? Um, And I just really, really, really agonized for a long period of time. I remember telling God, you said that if you prayed for faith, you would give it. Why is it not happening for me? And then as I look back on it now, Roxanne, I 
I, I think, I don't want to presume to know God's mind, but I think what he was doing is he was making me explore and seek out smart people who had answers to my questions so that when the day came that I'd be on Catholic radio, when somebody called in with a doubt about the faith or a question, I could say, I've been there, mm-hmm. I've had that question, let me tell you what, what I found out about that. Because otherwise, I would have just been sort of given faith and said, well, I, I don't know, I really don't know, that's a good question. Next question, please. Right. And I'm also curious, during that pivotal time, where you were at with your family, because I know you ended up with a large brood of children, and also your wife. Where was she at in, where, in that conversion? Because we're going to be talking about marriage, and so I want to hear about her perspective, too. When I was coming back to the church, we were in a non-denominational evangelical. I started going to Mass, and then I went to my wife's church after, and then Bible study. We started adopting our children. We have uh, 10 adopted children. We started to adopt, and my wife wanted to homeschool. And I said, well, honey, if you do, would you be willing to raise the children and educate them Catholic? She said yes. So she went through about a year of agony because she was thinking, this, this is making too much sense. This can't be true. I don't know if I want to become Catholic. Well, that was many, many years ago, and she is a far more embracing Catholic than I am. So that's how that came about. And also you had then that bedrock for raising your children, too. So that's, that's nice that uh, you, you both converted together right at that pivotal time. Well, so. if I can brag, Roxanne, <laughs> I can brag. My son's parole officer says some of the nicest kids he has, <laughs> you know? You really feel good when you hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I have the same situation. So, <laughs> so now getting, getting to marriage, though, I mean, this is a, an important topic. Um, it's something that's in crisis right now, Dr. Ray. Um, and I'm sure that counseling individuals and marriage mar- couples are, are quite different. Can you kind of share some of the... The differences as a psychiatrist or psychologist, um, what, how you have to approach those things differently. What are some of the challenges of meeting with a, a couple versus a, a single person? Most of the people who seek marriage counseling in my office are not coming from pathology. In other words, there's not serial adulterous relationships. There's not pornography that is known of anyway. Uh, there is not gambling. There's not alcoholism. There's not serious mental disorder. The majority just don't like each other anymore. They have drifted apart. Uh, as one movie character said once, I don't even like the way she licks postage stamps. So what happens is, if, if they're willing, and that's always what I ask, I say, do you want to keep this marriage together? So one of the first questions I ask, you can't assume they do. But most of them say yes. I say, okay. In the book, there are tiny little steps. I call it the cascade effect, Roxanne. The cascade effect is a tiny move, a change in behavior can have dramatic effect on a relationship, far beyond what you would expect. Here's a small example I use. A parent comes into my office and says, I can't, I can't live with my five-year-old anymore. He's so difficult. He's so obnoxious. He's so resistant. He's so oppositional. I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. 
want you to make one request. If he refuses, you say go to the corner, please. If he refuses to go to the corner, you simply shut down all privileges until he goes to the corner. All I want you to do. They come back two weeks later, and I'll ask. And they'll say, it's like I'm living with a different child. She's much more pleasant. She's happier. She's much more affectionate. I'll say, look at that. One little change radically altered that relationship. And that's the same thing in marriage. There's just small things you can do that will radically alter the relationship. Here's the problem. This is the big one. I spend 70% of the book getting people past their resistance to doing them. Hmm. They know they would help, but they all have personal resistances. I call them resistance rationales in the book for not doing them. Right, and, and, and I was thinking too, so say someone picks up this book and one of the partners, uh, one of the spouses wants to go forward with the simple steps, but someone else, what if someone says, no, I don't want to do that? What would you say to like try to draw them back in? Because I think the framework itself is off, right? Our, the way our society approaches marriage is part of the problem because we, we, we haven't entered into it as a sacrifice, right? People will ask me, what is the one way that I can change another person. Give me the best approach to changing another person. I said, well, that's, that's very simple. Change yourself first. So what I tell these folks, I said, you don't, you don't have to have cooperation from your spouse in doing this. You do it and see what happens. Because unless you're living with Satan or Satan's wife, <laughs> you're, you're going to see changes in these people. Very few people do not respond to being better treated in simple ways. I'll give you a small example. We try to teach a five-year-old manners. One of the big things parents do, what do you say? What's the magic word? Say thank you. We just pound this into kids. What kind of manners do we use with our spouse? How sloppy do we get? When's the last time you said please or thank you or excuse me? Little things like that just kind of go by the wayside. I know we just have a couple of minutes, but I call it the law of social entropy. Aaron, Roxanne, do you know what the law of entropy is? Uh, I can take a guess here. I'm not sure if it, because I think there's a few different laws called that, but is entropy basically like it kind of degrades or everything kind of fades off or passes yeah. on? Everything decays. Everything decays. So I guess social so, entropy, because that's the term, right? I guess socially yeah. the people's relationships tend to break down over time. Is that what? Is that? Yeah, close? you get lazy. Okay. You get sloppy. I don't compliment my wife like I used to. I don't use manners like I used to. I don't notice her good qualities like I used to. I don't tone down any scolding tone like I used to. I just basically get lazy and sloppy. It's not that I have hostility. It's just I just let the relationship go into a decayed familiarity, which really is, uh, it hurts. It hurts the relationship. you got, you got to work against it. It's kind of like as you get older, your muscles get flabbier, and they will decay. So by the time you're 75, you don't have a fraction of the strength you had when you were 30. But if you lift weight, you do. It's the same thing in marriage. You know, you put forth the effort to be more complimentary, to use manners. Instead of saying, hey, uh, give me a cup of coffee, would you? All right, honey, could, could you please grab me that spoon? Thank you. That kind of thing. This little subtle stuff. So you're saying it's just about charity, kind of like what Jesus has tried to teach us, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> well, it, it, it's simpler than that, Roxanne. It, it is more or less just some, some basics in 
interacting with people. For example, I'm going to come in my office and say, my husband doesn't back me up when I discipline the children. And I'll turn to the husband. Do you know why she thinks that? No. Why not? I don't know. I never asked her. I said, you've been married 18 years and you don't know why? So one of the little things I say in the book is ask some questions. Get inside your spouse's head to find out how they think the way they think, whether you think it's ridiculous or you disagree with it or you think it's nonsense or you're begging to defend yourself. Ask some questions like a therapist does. Find out what's going on. All right, Dr. Ray, we're going to be back uh, with more on your book, Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. So anyone who's going to get married, is married, or wherever you're at in the process, any kind of relationship issue, um, you can probably glean some information from this. So we'll be right back with more Real Presence Live and Dr. Ray Garendi after this little break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We are back with uh, our last bit of Real Presence Live. I can't believe it. I know, it always goes fast for us. Maybe not for the audience, but we... we tend to feel like it goes, it just flies by, but we have Dr. Ray Garendi, and he is talking uh, about his book, Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage, with with me, your co-host, Roxanne Solonen, along with 
Aaron Bush, hello again, everyone. All right, and we have Dr. Ray in his home in Ohio, in Canton, where uh, where we we know a famous person from there, Doctor uh, Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Mother Angelica, who started this whole thing. We wouldn't Soon be here. Soon to be here. Doctor of the Church, Mother Angelica. That's I'm sure right. one day. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So let's take your book, uh, Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. We were talking about uh, the simplicity of Saint Therese. So I guess there is a, a tie-in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need simple suggestions. I think sometimes we make things too complicated, Doctor Ray, and and there's a lot of advice going on out there, and a lot of people, uh, you know trying to influence relationships. What, what are some of the concrete steps that you mentioned in your book that we could kind of uh, just kind of envision today so we can start kind of understanding what your book is about? Before I go there, Roxanne, I have to say I've had the privilege on a number of occasions to come out to the Real Presence Banquet, mm-hmm. and you folks have a wonderful operation. I am truly amazed at what you put together, the response, of your people, um, it's, it's, it is a model for much of Catholic radio, so I just wanted to say that. So we appreciate that it. a lot. Thank you. It's, a, it's, it's an exciting ministry to be part of and, and to have watched it grown through the years. It's, it's been amazing, and uh, uh, it's a great ministry to, to evangelize the world. So, uh, And marriage is an important topic. Uh, I think there's a lot of struggles, even within many Catholic marriages, um, which is unfortunate, but of course the evil one is, has got his uh, target straight at us. So uh, so, so what, what can we do, Dr. Ray? Break it down a little bit for us. Give us some hope. One of the chapters in the book, Roxanne, is called Don't Say It. I would say that about 90% of the regretful words that I have toward anyone but later on, oh my, I've got to apologize for them or I've got to rethink them. Come at the peak of emotion when it is surging. So one of my suggestions is if you can train yourself for 10 to 15 seconds to not say what your emotions are telling you to say, within that time, the surge will start to decline. Believe it or not, it doesn't last long. When you're at your fever pitch, you don't stay there for six minutes. It, it declines rather quickly. And if you give it a few seconds before you speak, you probably will have enough self-control to not say what you shouldn't have said. So I always tell the people, try it. Try it. See what happens. Just simply don't for that moment when everything in you says say it say it she deserves it say it just don't the thing is you never have to apologize for what you didn't say and you don't have to go to confession for it either very true and 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 what do you say you have that thought uh where do you bring it well one of the things is you have to have confidence in your body's physiology. Your body's on your side. It's going to subside. It's not going to stay at that level. It will subside, and it will subside quicker than you think. See, most people think that my feelings are authentic. And so, therefore, when I'm feeling it, I'd better let it out. No, that's not true. There's another mistaken notion. This comes from old psychology. I have to vent. I feel better. I get it off my chest. 
Besides, if I hold it in, I'll have all kinds of psychological problems. I'll get resentful. I'll develop an ulcer, et cetera, et cetera. It's exactly the opposite. There's research that says the more you vent, the quicker you are to vent. And the quicker you are to regret the stuff you said during high emotions. Haven't you ever been accused of, well, at least now I know what you think. That's not true. Because a lot of times what we say during high emotions is not what we think. It's the emotions talking. It's not our head. What would you say to to couples that aren't getting married? And I, that's kind of a, another part of the crisis. I'm just curious. Like, marriage is hard, and we have to figure out these techniques to, to make it work. And certainly a, a strong faith helps. But what about a y- young couple out there that knows that it's hard and has chosen not to go. I, I just think there's so much of that right now that why why get married? It's going to be hard anyway. Can, let's just do the, you know, try things out here and yeah, see common, how it goes. The common phenomenon of people are very close to married, but they're just not quite going over that final step, but they might even be having kids or buying houses or that sort of thing. But there, there's a lot of people that I know, especially in my age range, where it's like that. And I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are that, on that, doctor. It's sad what they don't understand is when they decide we're going to live like we're married, but we're not going to make that commitment to each other before the whole world, they actually rate the chances that their union is going to fail Mm -hmm. much higher. Living together, much higher split up. Living together, much higher chances of abuse or neglect or pathology. Living together, much more chaos regarding children. All of it. If, 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 If there's a God and he says, live this way, don't live this way, He knows the best way to live. If we say, well, I disagree with you because this is the way I want to do it, he lets us do that. But then, like the law of gravity, uh, eventually we hit the ground. So you're saying it's worth it to try to figure out these, uh, to enter into that relationship and then work it out. Like any relationship, it takes work, even a relationship with God, right? So no matter what, we're going to have relationships that we have to work out. So, Well, I'm going to give you this thought, Roxanne. In a solid, good marriage, it takes less work. Because if you've been married 30 years, a lot of the stuff that used to be issues or friction in the early parts, they should be gone. You should have resolved them. You should have learned to either ignore the foibles of the other person, or you, you should get over the idea that you're going to frustrate yourself because he does the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, rather than recognizing, okay, let's lay that one to rest. So I think good marriages get easier with time. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, We're going to be stopping for a a preview of the next show, but maybe one more little tidbit that you could offer before we leave um, about your book, Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. Just maybe one quick Piece of advice. I ask this question. Who would your spouse say that you treat the best? Would they say it's the people at church? Would they say it's your coworkers? Would they say it's your mother? Or would they say it's them? Ask the question. You want a spouse to say, my spouse treats me better than he or she treats anybody else. That's a sign of a very good marriage. We take people for granted, but that's a good a good perspective to have. And I think we could treat all people a little bit better as if they're, you know, 
invaluable individuals in front of us. So. Absolutely. And aren't there studies that we find, just on a quick final thought here, that uh, people who are closest to us, we often don't say we appreciate them, but we tell it to people who are just like service workers or everyone else in the world, but we don't actually say thank you and like, I appreciate that you do this to our friends and family. That's one of my small steps in the book. It's called Make a List. Mm-hmm. Write down everything you admire, appreciate, and like about your spouse and share it with them. Good advice. Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. It is by Dr. Ray Gurendi, who we've had on this morning. We're very blessed to have you, and we will certainly have you back, Dr. Ray. Thank you for your uh, adept advice, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Have a wonderful day. And now we're going to go over. Oh, one more. Go ahead. Say one more thing. (laughs) I just wanted to say thank you to you, too. And if you want the book, you get it at DWTN catalog or my website, drray.com. Perfect. Thank you for being on today. Thank you. God bless you, Dr. Ray. Take care. All right. And now we're going to shoot it over to Rachel. She's going to let us know what's going to happen with our next show. So take it over. Coming up tomorrow, we will be having the spring live drive over the next three days. So we'll tour the five state, 10 dioceses area, hearing from listeners on how Real Presence Radio has impacted their lives. So tune in Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, anytime from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. Back to you. All right. Well, I love what Dr. Ray said about Real Presence Radio. Sometimes I think we lose perspective of how blessed we are in this region and and how our how our network has grown. And we're so grateful for all the the newer listeners and and how how Catholic Radio can impact people, you know, just in their cars or while they're at home or in the office or whatever. There's just uh, there's always a, a new thought to come. And, uh, and and to to grow in our faith in ways that we we haven't couldn't do that otherwise. Yeah, so. radio can reach everywhere. And the interesting thing is is that we also get a lot of uh, appreciate we, we appreciate the appreciation that we get from our audience because we get a lot of cards and things like that. And we do read all of them. So if you ever feel like reaching out to us or even just sending us a nice email, please do so because it's shared up the entire office and it really brightens up our day. So. And it really is like a family of families. It's that it's that small small world of, of Catholics yep. in our region and your family of faith and hope. That's right. Again, That's slogan. right. All right. Well, it's been a joy, Aaron, being on with you again. I hope we can do it another time. Yeah, and I look forward to these every time to be on here, and hopefully the uh, audience hasn't gotten tired of me yet. So yeah. So are you going to walk somewhere today in the sun? Uh, it- probably this because we're doing the live drive. So I'm probably going to walk to the gym, do my workout, and then walk back again, and that'll be my. My day for the day. What gym do you go to? Uh, family wellness. Okay. All right. We go to court. So I'll probably be there later or just taking a walk out in nature with my dog. So, all right. Get out there. Enjoy the wonderful weather. Spring has sprung. So it's been a joy being with you today. Yep. God bless everyone. Take care. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.